Previously on Cast and Wax. We're not talking about teeth right now. We're talking about the fact that we're living in a bombed out, rubble-filled city because aliens invaded. Given what you know, you will surely understand how bad Eldridge and I felt when, after many years of service, President Grackle retired to great honors in 2003. Yeah, now that Jordan's gone, I'm, I'm taking uh, Cass and Wax over for myself. Did you stop and look at what you were doing? You twisted it way too far. This isn't 156 years ago. What year is this? Ooh, I'm sorry, I, I was confused. Um, are you still the real Frank? Yeah, yeah, why? What, what are, you, are you the real Rory? Welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Alien Jordan D. White, and this is a great show. We are so excited to be back in my apartment for the first time in ages, all four of us together, and doing the show, hopefully, on a regular basis. Let me introduce you to our four hosts, including myself. I am Alien Jordan D. White. Uh, as you know, or as you probably for, can recall from... Oh, gosh. The last time we had a show that was like a normal show before the... Uh, the invasion began was not quite a year ago, but it was a long time ago. So um, things are getting back to normal. But let me say, uh, if you know me, I am uh, a, I'm an editor at Marvel Comics. Um, things have changed a little bit. Uh, I now am I'm the editor of the Star Wars line, which hasn't started yet, but is uh, is is getting ready to start. Uh, the first issue comes out in January. What else? I'm I'm also now have a, another podcast called Sailor Business where we watch Sailor Moon episodes and talk about them. Um, it's 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 pretty exciting being Alien Jordan D White at this moment. Uh, let me introduce the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, group, uh, Mr. Alien Frank Allen. Hello, good to good to be talking to you. Uh, I am I am actually uh, doing quite well as well uh, as promised. Things actually are better once you've been taken over by an alien and replaced by an alien. Uh, now, I, I do have a job, again, working at uh, the supermarket, but now I am the manager. You are speaking to the manager of a supermarket. Congratulations, yeah, Frank. That's yeah. very good. That's, <laughs> good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, it is pretty good being an alien, let me just say. As promised. We, to we told you it would be. You did. I didn't believe you when I was human, but now that I'm alien, Frank Allen, I do. I, I get it. That's great. That's great. And, uh, of course, next to you is Alien Rory, Alien Rory Sinjin. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's good to be back. My name is Alien Rory Sinjin. I am an extra historian, of course. And is your life actually better since uh, since becoming an alien? Yes, I, I, I'm actually, uh, I have more money again. Uh, nearly a billion dollars. Not quite. But nearly. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. I you know I can only I can only say that I, I appreciate uh, what being an alien has given me, and you know I, I will never take it for granted again. Uh, I think at some points in my life and the life that uh, human Rory Sinjin and previous before that human Rory Sinjin uh, uh, lived, they both took for granted the amount of money that they had, and I, I think I'm going to do my best not to forget how. You know, blessed I am. Well, not blessed. Well, I mean, I know. Yeah, you don't believe in religion. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not because it's, it's not a. It's not like God gave you this money. No, 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 no. The aliens gave me this money. To be fair, they made sure that 
that would be what would make me happier. And so, well, no, hold on, hold on. So you're saying just for being an alien, you got almost a billion dollars? Well, as, as I said, they promised that it would be better being an alien. Yeah, I mean, that's why I ended up with the Star Wars books, because... I was like, I'm enjoying doing the Deadpool books, but I'd love to, you know, have a little bit bigger of a thing. And I was like, I would like more money. I mean, that's what else could I ask for? Really? No, but but, but, but the Alien Jordan. What? Oh, I, I said I wanted a show. Well, you didn't say that specifically. It's not like you said, I will only be turned into an alien if you give me a show. No, I didn't say that exactly, but clearly I was saying I wanted a show. You're a manager at a, at a supermarket. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's okay. It's okay to be the manager at a supermarket, but... I don't, I mean, it's not my life goal. I want to be a, a broadcaster again. Well, you should have made that clear. It was perfectly clear. It it couldn't have been more clear. I was like, so you're going to give me a show? And you were like, well, it's going to be like you got a show. Well, it is kind of like you've got a show in the same sense that having a show would make you happier. And just a second ago, you were quite proud of yourself for being a manager. That's because I didn't know I could have gotten a show. Well, you couldn't have gotten a show because if you could have gotten a show, you would have gotten a show. That's not... You know, this is really unfair. This is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, Alien Frank. Come on. <sighs> well, I think it is. Well, you're known to complain about things, so, you know, it's not that surprising. No, well, human, human Frank complained, and I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to have to complain. You're a manager of a supermarket. I mean, th Frank, you know, you can only do so much. I went from editing, you know, Deadpool books, and now editing, you know, Star Wars books. He had a lot of money, now he has a real lot of money. You were... A worker at a supermarket. Now you're a manager of a supermarket. You can't go worker at a supermarket to media sensation. That's a too big of a jump. Well, I, I mean, f how about former media sensation to current media sensation? Oh well, that 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 could have worked. You should have used that argument when you were getting, uh, you know, upgraded. <sighs> you know, god damn it. Anyway, look, Alien Frank, settle down. Alien Rory, good to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. Uh, and we do have our our, our fourth co-host. Mr. Scape White. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. The only, of course, the only member of the podcast who has not been replaced by an alien, because uh, we don't do cats. Yeah, I mean, well, you get to, you still have me, though. Oh, yeah, we keep cats as pets. I mean, we love cats. Cats are great. We would never hurt cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even though I say we don't do cats, I mean, all that, your life is still better, too, right? Yeah, more enough, definitely better. Uh, it's, it's basically pretty awesome. I've been getting enough pretty much every day, <laughs> which is basic great. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we, we try to keep you happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Boo Bear gets it too, but I'm still happy. Well, good. Good that you're, you've are you managed to be happy even though even though your sister is also happy. Yeah, it's tough, but I get through it. Well, good. So, um, I mean, uh, we should talk. I mean, we should talk briefly. I, we don't have to talk about this too much because... Basically, we're all in the same boat. Everyone listening to this is in the same boat as we are. But um, we just wanted to clarify, as you know, Alien Frank, Alien Rory, Scape, and I, we're just going to keep doing the podcast. I mean, it, basically, we're back to a normal podcast. Uh, uh, it shouldn't be It shouldn't be really any different than it was before uh, because we're essentially the same guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm pretty much the same as Frank Allen. As we can tell from the complaining that you already have done. No, I, well, I mean, yeah, I, okay, sure. Let's... For example, that goes towards the fact that I'm a, I'm basically the same guy. Um, so, you know, when Alien Rory says something obnoxious, I'm going to get angry about it the same way Frank would do. I'm not going to be that much different. In fact, you know, to be honest with you, we could probably stop using the alien prefixes. We probably don't have to call each other Alien Frank and Alien Rory and Alien Jordan. Really? You think so? Yeah. I mean, we're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Jordan. There's no 
other Jordan. Well, there is robot Jordan. There's Jordan robot, actually. Uh, yes. So should you be Jordan alien? No, no, because I'm saying that's that's not necessary. What I'm saying is I can just be Jordan. There's no non-qualified Jordan anymore. I'm the only Jordan that is the main jo- I'm the main Jordan, is what I'm saying. And I'm the main Frank. And I'm the main Rory. Well, the, the, the only Rory left, I, I should say. Right, right. So we can just call each other Frank, Rory, Jordan, and Scape. Yeah, but I'm real Scape, so you should call me real Scape. But there's no fake Scape. Yeah, but... Just to just to highlight the fact that I'm special among the four of us. You sound a little horse. Do you, do you have a, a little cat, not a real horse? You've done that joke before. I think you've done that joke before. It's not a joke. I'm really a cat. Duh. No, he he means okay. I, you, you sound like you have a cold. Yeah, that that cold. You guys got everybody sick. Well, it wasn't us. It was the humans. They were trying to stop us. Yeah, I still have a little bit of that cold. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry, real Scapey. Well, I'm just well, look. We're just gonna call you Scapey. I'm sorry, Scapey. That's. That's very sad. Yeah, it is. You should go to my mouth. Okay. Well, when we're done with the, the podcast, we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my, my point was, yeah, we can just call each other by our normal names. I mean, again, we are those people. We had the, the brain transfer, or not the brain transfer, but rather the... I mean, again, I'm not I'm not spiritual. I think some people would say a soul transfer, but there's no such thing as a soul. So essential... Tran- like, you know, I, I, we, they, they, I, I took everything from Jordan that made him Jordan. Well, not everything. Well, yeah, I mean everything. What do you mean? Well, I mean technically, the 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 process is only like ninety nine percent successful. Yeah, but not, but like I, that's why I'm saying essentially it's uh, essentially it's the same. Like the amount of 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 problem is is so small. It's statistically unimportant. One percent. I don't even know if it's actually one percent. It's it's around one percent. And look, yes, does that mean that we might forget things? Yes, you know. There might be a slight discrepancy in our brains, but it's so slight. It's so slight that it almost doesn't matter at all. It just means that, you know, if, if we were to make some sort of slip, if we were to have some sort of forgetfulness, the, the type of which that were we fictional characters, someone would say, oh, that's a continuity error. It would be explained by the fact that we had had a brain transfer that was only 99% successful instead of 100% successful. But... We're in real life, so it's just like, oh, he forgot something. Don't worry about it. Like, uh, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know why you're making an issue. I don't know. I just was for clarification's sake. I am a, a very clarifying type person. You're just, you mean you're difficult for the sake of it. Agreed. That's what he is. Yes. No, that's not. Okay. That's not what I was saying. Right. So, um, cool. What else? What else? Um, but otherwise, you know, let me just say, it's, it's, I'm glad this war is finally over. I'm glad that everything is back to normal. I'm glad we've got teeth. Isn't that not awesome? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Agreed. I, I always have teeth. Right. Well, you did. But like for us, this is a thing. Like this is a pretty cool thing. Uh, have you guys been brushing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Flossing as well. Yes. It's, 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 it's pretty amazing. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, have you, you know, have you experienced this toothpaste? It's pretty tasty you don't mean i mean not to swallow my no, no, no. oh right okay no yeah. just rubbing it like just rubbing it on your teeth right isn't it isn't it great yes I, I, to be honest with you sometimes i have to fight to stop you know i, I want to keep going i know i know what you mean it's like you're frothing up inside in your mouth yeah it's, yeah, yes, it's foaming yeah. it's foaming out and you're just it's spitting it in the sink and you keep brushing and brushing oh, brushing is very good oh yeah <laughs> no, 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 no. guys 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 what that's not what I meant when I said brushing is good. What? Well, no, I mean, but it's but it's another meaning. Yeah, but brushing your teeth is not really good. Brushing your fur is pretty good. That feels like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. What, like brushing your hair? No, I have fur, not hair. Yeah, but we have hair. So what? My point is, not brushing your teeth. Don't, you are not allowed to use my song brushing as some sort of toothbrushing advertisement. 
Only blushing cat fur. Well, it's in Japanese, so like it wouldn't. I mean, I guess it would get across to the people of Japan. Well, no, they would. They would hear. They would understand and know it was about cat fur, so it wouldn't really help with the tooth thing, right? right. No, it doesn't matter. I'm not granting you the rights. I deny the rights. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but the, the point is teeth, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And to think, we wouldn't have even known about this whole teeth thing if it wasn't for Harry Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. What what happened to him? Did we did we catch him? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing that I think some people like were wrong about. They suspected before we were became aliens, and now they understand. Like, yes, we all got taken over by aliens, but that doesn't make us on the like inside of aliens. Everybody got taken by aliens, so we're still in basically the same status that we were in before. Like, you know, the alien that took Obama is still the head of the country. I don't know anything about that like he he, do, he does his thing in the white house and i'm here doing comic books like you know what i don't know what happened to harry wilson he was fighting against the aliens did we get him uh, like i don't know i know that i know that we're not in a war anymore so whatever happened uh, we seem to be okay i mean uh, you know here we are with our teeth you know doing fine so harry wilson doesn't appear to be a threat to us at, at the very least um but what does that mean i don't know I don't know. Is he dead? Uh, I, I, I don't know if I want to say I hope not or I hope so. I guess I hope that we got him and turned him into an alien because that's, you know, a happy ending. He'd, he'd be be He'd probably have fresh new teeth, you know? Oh, that would make him happy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true. You'd have to brush him all down again. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Oh, I thought for, for a moment, uh, just, to, just to ease everyone's mind, because I know that, listen... Getting taken by aliens was not easy on everybody. I, I, it was fine for me. I, you know, I got Star Wars and Roy got his money. And but Frank, I know it was a little traumatic for you. Yeah, that that yell sound you made, Roy. It just you know, it just came naturally. I, I don't even know why I did that. Yeah, well, I it hurt my ears. So right. Well, that's not exactly what I meant. But in general, you know, some people were not not as sure about this as we were, and so I think even still, because we, you know, again, we're still ninety nine percent the same people. Um, there are people who are aliens now going, should I be an alien or not? Should I be an alien? But is it, is it really better than I'm an alien? Yes. I seem to have a better status in life. Yes. I seem to be more, uh, more secure and more happy and, and the world is a better place and everything appears to be better, but is it really better? So I thought, why don't we bring back an old segment we haven't done in a while just to make everybody feel a little better. Oh, no, no, please tell me it's not what I think it is. Probably is. Let's let's grab our ukulele and uh, get ready for this. Escape, shall we? Oh, yes. It's time for Extra History Now, yeah. Extra History Now, yeah. What's going on in Extra History? Can you tell me? It's a mystery. I want to know about Extra History Now, 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 now. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's true... Some people are concerned that it wasn't the right thing to do to take over the planet, get rid of all humankind, and, you know, replace them with aliens. Well, let me tell you that there is another world where we didn't replace the humans with aliens. And in that world, on this very day, September 29th, 2014, you, Jordan D. White, oh, that's right, you, wake up, you know, lying in your bed thinking to yourself, Oh, I'm only the Deadpool editor. I don't edit Star Wars or anything like that. Not that I... Why would I even think of that? Why would I edit Star Wars? You know, only Deadpool. Deadpool. Lousy old Deadpool. Why? Well, wait, I don't think Deadpool is lousy. Well, no, you don't. Because Deadpool is wonderful. But in that world, you're sick of it. And you're wrong to be, because, of course, Deadpool is wonderful. But incorrect Jordan of that world is like, oh, Deadpool, lousy Deadpool. 
and um, you know, he wakes up and he's depressed. And he says, oh, you know, time to record a podcast. And his friend Frank Allen comes over and his friend Frank Allen says, oh, hi, it's me, Frank Allen. And I, you know, I I worked all night at the supermarket because they needed me to work a night shift. And I couldn't say no because I'm only a, a lowly worker and I, I get paid hourly and it's terrible. And then your other friend, uh, Rory Sinjin, came over and Rory Sinjin said, oh, uh, you know, I... I was looking in my bank account and I only had a hundred million dollars and I was like, how am I going to afford to live? And then Scape, the actual cat, came over and he said, I'm dying of hunger. No one has fed me in 20 years. And we all sat down to record the podcast and you said, well, we're on we're on episode, you know, 205 of the podcast because we've, we've been doing it regularly. There was no, there was nothing to interrupt it. So, you know, we've just been regularly putting it out every, every time and, and that's, a good thing, right? Isn't that a great thing? And we all go, yes, yes, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, and we're all happy in our lives because we didn't realize that lives could get better than this. And so you, 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 you put up the microphones and you click record. And at the very moment you click record, little Scapey passes out from not having eaten moist food in so long. And everyone goes, oh my gosh, Scape, is he all right? And we get him in the car and we rush to the hospital. We're driving to the hospital, the pet hospital, of course. That's not a thing, is it? Well, in this world, they have recently developed a thing called pet hospitals because aliens, uh, not having been invaded by aliens, they had lots of extra money to waste on things. And so they said, well, let's start pet hospitals um, that are, you know, all pay as you go. Anyway, the point is we rush to the pet hospital, but on the way there, we get into a terrible car accident. Unfortunately, not only do we get into a terrible car accident that kills all four of us instantly. In addition, the thing that we crash into, the car that we crash into, is secretly transporting a nuclear bomb. And that nuclear bomb goes off. The entirety of New York City is destroyed. Non-alien human Obama assumes, uh, well, it was probably the Russians, immediately bombs the Russians without thinking about it because, you know, he, his... His his brain is not as sophisticated as our current Obama, you know, uh, who who has gone through an entire alien war and then was replaced by aliens. Uh, and he sends missiles to Russia, and Russia goes, "What Miss, missiles to us?" And sends missiles back. And you know, at some point, someone you know, at another country goes, "Missiles are be, being shot. I'm going to get in on this. I'm shooting missiles." And all missiles, basically every missile, gets shot, and the entire planet is destroyed. Why? Because it was not. Invaded by aliens. Had it been invaded by aliens, none of that would have happened. And we know that I'm right about this. You know how I know. Because look at the world around you. The world around you is here because of us, the aliens. And because, I mean, again, I think we're, we're getting this, we're, we're hitting this alien thing rather hard right now. But I think that's just because it's new. And I think we will all just come to accept that we are the rightful owners of this world at this point. So just think about that, my alien brethren. Had we not invaded this planet all the denizens would still be dead and we'd be homeless. We'd be roaming around going, where, 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 where can we live? We didn't take the earth because it was full of people and now the earth's been destroyed anyway, so we can't live there now. And we still don't have teeth. So my point is, we are better off. The earth people are pretty much the same. In fact, earth cats are better off that we're here. True. Seconded. Thank you. Um, so that is a much worse world. And that is the gift that extra history gives us. The ability to see what might have happened, in fact, what did happen in other worlds, and, you know, uh, make us feel good. Thank you for that. Thank you for So that was your first extra historical reading. Well, no, I mean, I've been doing this for years. R well, yes, but I mean, as an alien, it's your first. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, again, I remember all the other ones, so it's, 
you know, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but even so, even as, a, even as remembering it, you haven't done an extra historical reading in ages. That's true, that's true. So I am a little rusty, and I apologize for that. But I think that was still a pretty remarkable one. Don't you agree, Frank? No. I mean, I, 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 am, I am glad that I have teeth and that I'm living here on Earth, but that doesn't mean that your extra historical reading was any good at all. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to support something I think is dumb just because I like having teeth. All right, all right. Settle down. So, everybody, we've got some real, awesome, special, wonderful uh, podcast action going today. We've got three new segments. We've got some Where Are They Now in History and Extra History Now. Not Extra History Now. Um, this Day in History. Right, right, right. This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History. Um, we've got all sorts of fun things why don't we get right to it? First of all, we're going to hear a thing called Kentwood. Remember Kentwood, don't you? It's the adventures of Eldridge Kentwood, Professor Eldridge Kentwood, uh, as told by his sidekick, so to speak, uh, Dr. Daniel Sebago. I don't think there's any super uh, continuity-heavy things that you need to know, but that is going to be what's up first. Then we're going to have the, the extra historical segments. Then a special one-shot adventure. And by adventure, I mean serial? It's not a serial. A, a one-time radio play. That's what they're called. Radio play called Anton and the Talking Potato by Charles Berman and Pete Bowers. It's a real fun show. It's about a guy who finds a talking potato. I think you could have guessed that from the title, but I explain it to you just in case you're exceptionally slow. After that, we have an episode of Jimmy in the Future. Everybody, enjoy these things. It's, it's a new world. It's a wonderful world. And we should all be on board for this great great time. Let's listen. Kentwood, episode 11, Float to the Stars, by Jacob Thompson. Good day. This is Dr. Dan Sebago, and today's episode of Kentwood centers around my university's homecoming parade. In retrospect, it seems inevitable that something significant would someday occur at this parade. Each year, the parade had evolved even further from its somewhat dull roots as a celebration of the most popular clubs and beautiful people on my campus. By the time of the parade in question, homecoming had fully transformed into a chaotic, endless mass of floats that rarely had much to do with the school and often only reached the judges' stand through police intervention. I had a premonition of danger when I met Roy Grackle at the beginning of the parade route. He was the president of the university, an agent of chaos, and essentially a living metaphor for the decline of the American university system. You are very familiar. I'm Dan Sebago, and I've taught English here for years. Oh yeah, you're Eldridge Kentwood's guy. I remember now. What's on your mind? I want to know if you are literally allowing anybody to take part in this parade. Do you have some kind of problem with this diversity? I just saw the float for All Japan Pro Wrestling roll by. I don't understand why you invited them here, or why they accepted. I can't explain to people why the Ku Klux Klan is in this parade, and I don't like it. Whatever else you can pin on me, nobody can say that I hate diversity. I want the world to know that we don't judge and that anyone, however deviant, can join my parade fight for the entertainment of a drunken mob. Everyone loves this thing. Both the people lucky enough to witness the carnage in person and the people who watch it on TV and wish they were there. It's good press. I must disagree with you on this. 
I don't agree with your supposition that all media attention is beneficial to our reputation and endowment. Bad attention is bad. Whatever. There are two ways to judge a parade. Length and girth. I'm as proud of my epic clusterfuck of a parade as a father is for the birth of his first legitimate kid. Now, I've got to meet with the winners of the best float award and congratulate them on their victory before your whining gets me out of the mood. How can you already tell who the winner is? Are you blind, man? Look at those hot girls. Slow that float down, ladies, and prepare to be boarded by Roy Grackle. Sir, you shouldn't get on that float. That is a UFO cult. It's also dangerous to climb onto a moving vehicle. Having once more failed to talk sense into Grackle, I looked for my true boss, the great detective himself, Professor Eldridge Kentwood. He took part in the parade as part of the political science department float, but approached it with the enthusiasm of one about to embark on a lengthy prison term. I found him sitting stoically, attempting to ignore an argument between the political scientists and the professors on the economics float. You don't get it, you never will. Mankind can act against their best interests and does so constantly. Now, humankind is a fundamentally rational species. Wrong on its face. You economists are false priests of our era. Market on self-correcting. Daniel. I am about to leap from this accursed float. This exercise in tedium has unspooled since we passed the abandoned comfort in two and a half miles prior. Please take him off our hands, Dr. Sabago. He's been throwing pebbles to the children instead of candy. That's Professor Kentwood for you. My rocks have more nutritional value than that candy does. Those children will thank me later for not contributing to their tooth decay. Now, Daniel, why have you opted to join me on this interminable caravan into hell? Roy Grackle is up to his old tricks. If nothing else, that ensures that he is not overly concerned with me being a team player and showing solidarity with this pack of frauds. Therefore, I bid you all good day. Thank God he's gone. We can hear you. We know. Free of his boring colleagues, Professor Kentwood was able to network among the exotic types that were packed in and among the parade route. Grackle had, for instance, induced representatives of the National Science Foundation to march between the Jean-Claude Vendôme fan club and the pentathlon team. The NSF welcomed us aboard their rather spartan float. Professor Kentwood, I'm Dr. Leonidas Green, and the NSF are in fact taking part in this parade to touch base with you. We're looking for a detective. Splendid. What may I do to fulfill your technocratic vision of society? You must not let this get out, but I suspect some of our manuscripts have been stolen. I suspect a rival science foundation is responsible. My recommendation? Request the scientists involved email you a copy of their findings. Case closed! That will be $300. We're at only that simple. There's an absent-minded but brilliant researcher named Lem Murdoch who had only the physical copy of his work. If we don't get it back, his brilliant work linking depression and sexual dysfunction will be lost. Please help us. We didn't come here to just involuntarily pay homage to the muscles from Brussels. I enjoy your attitude therefore accept this case. Professor Kentwood! The man who is rudely interrupting our conversation is my colleague, Daniel Sedato. You may speak to him as you speak to me. Now, Daniel, please explain your barbaric manners. I just received a message that Doug Melligan needs to see you. What do the Keystone cops require? Roy Grackle is missing. He's gone without a trace and everyone is baffled. 
is probably gone on some manner of bender. When the man wishes to conceal his drinking and whoring, he can be surprisingly stealthy. Melligan's going to give a speech about this, and perhaps you should hear it. Perhaps I shall. Professor Green, I apologize, but you shall have to wait for me to intervene in your case and save science. The tedious busywork that Daniel has thrust into my lap does often affect my regular employment. The parade route was indeed the epic cluster mess that the president promised, and as such, it took Doug Melligan 45 minutes to get to the judging stand where he was to address the crowd. By then, the eerily empty parade float was apparent to all. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the university is missing. A modest reward has been offered for his return. Silence! It's no time for your French patriotism. This is serious business here. On the other hand, the public did not seem to consider the business so serious, at least not on the day of the parade. Once Grackle had been gone for several days, the story became much more interesting to the public. At the time, however, people were still more interested in which of the 467 entries was awarded the grand prize by the float committee. And in a huge surprise, the Intergalactic Sisters Outreach UFO Cult has won the best float award. I suppose the judges have decided to overlook the potentially tragic part of this and be impressed by the minimalism of an empty float. If they never emerge from whatever void they went into, the $500 first place prize will go to the French club. Judges were impressed how they fit an entire military band onto a small float. Shut up. I'm still in second place for now. Four days later, Professor Kentwood and I attended a meeting with Mr. Melligan and Maggie Greenbow, a greeter at retail giant Omnishop, who secretly solved mysteries in her spare time. Me and all the municipal law enforcement agencies are stumped. Any of you know anything about the disappearance of the world's worst university president? I couldn't actually be at the parade because I worked the day shift, but I had some of my friends who understand science investigate the bridge. They said it was many hundreds of degrees under the bridge for a few seconds based on the fact that some of the foundation melted. Nobody who was near the bridge noticed this, and that's weird. What's even stranger is that the bridge seems to have given birth to an element previously not known to science. This all might sound goofy, but it seems to me like that UFO cult may have been right all along. Balderdash! Do you have any ideas of your own, Professor Kentwood, or was that just a reflex? I accept no solutions that involve extraterrestrials or the uncanny. Furthermore, I suspect this space alien nonsense has been leaked to the local press by an anonymous source. Maggie, alias Anonymous, has already ran her ideas by me, yes. Have you noticed how much more I enjoy it when people are discreet instead of having a public press conference? Now, before you interrupt me, I need to throw a wild notion out there. As opposed to the space alien thing? It seems to me that perhaps it would be for the best if Roy Grackle stayed disappeared. Oh my. So, Melligan, you're acting like a second-rate gangster as well as a third-rate cop. Truly a jack-of-all-trades. Grackle was already a walking scandal, but I believe what was known about him was the tip of an extremely seedy iceberg. I mean, this iceberg is so seedy that I can't see the forest for the trees of sleaze. Professor Kentwood, I can give an inkling of what we know to Mr. Melligan. You may give an inkling, perhaps even a smidgen, but I draw the line at hints. 
Very well. I will just mention that Professor Kentwood's grackle file that goes from A for arson to L for libel weighs in at about 88 pages. 92 pages, including the cover page and index. We can stop hinting now. I'm not going to say that law enforcement won't investigate. However, a new university president would give this school a chance for a clean slate. A man who isn't... trapped. What are you babbling about? It would be nice if the school didn't have a president with probably a hundred pages of blackmail on him, depending on how much M for murder and R for robbery he's done. Exactly. And if you ever want to turn over those valuable records, Kentwood, you know where my office is. Professor Kentwood and I stormed out of the office rather skeptical of Miss Greenbow's notions. Tragically, or not, depending on how you felt about his lifelong crime spree, Grackle never returned. Though the university was somehow more orderly without the president around, something didn't seem right. Many things, actually, including public opinion on the matter. Several days later, I approached Professor Kentwood with a pertinent newspaper article. Balderdash! What element of the article balders the most of your dash, so to speak? You've rudely interrupted my valuable deduction time, which is especially priceless today as I'm on the verge of solving the case that Dr. Green of the National Science Foundation put before me. I believe that his scientific documents were stolen by those inveterate pranksters at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. If that's their annual prank, I'm at least relieved they didn't build or use a death ray this year. Sorry, that is a catchy national anthem. Anyway, what kind of notions do the benighted masses harbor? According to the newspaper poll, 55% of respondents attributed the disappearance of Roy Grackle to space aliens, 25% thought it was a prank played by Grackle himself, 10% think he is hiding from the law, and the other 10% think other, which includes some weird ideas. As much as I hate the Earth sometimes, at least it has me, Professor Eldridge Kentwood, to recommend it. Until extraterrestrial life acknowledges me, I shall deny it. That is all I have to say on this matter. But I suspect something else troubles you, Daniel. Not really. You lie! Very well. I've never seen you not solve a case before. Typically, you would have found out what happened and embarrassed Greenbow and Melligan in public. Who is to say that I shan't? Well... The Crackle case is more a marathon than a sprint. If I ever make a mistake then, and only then, will I allow you to doubt me. Sorry, it's a grad student. I'll put it on vibrate. Change your ringtone. I did, in time, although it took several attempts to find one Professor Kentwood would tolerate. To this day, Roy Grackle has never been seen by another person, at least on this planet. It would be rather jarring and unexpected if he returned. Long-time Kentwood listeners may remember that I mentioned, quite a few episodes ago, that Grackle retired with dignity and honors in 2003. That wasn't exactly a lie considering that his mysterious departure was quite a bit more dignified and honorable than one might have expected. In fact, strangely dressed pilgrims are often known to venture to the bridge where the aliens allegedly took the parade float. Grackle was eventually replaced, but it wasn't as easy as one would think. More details pending in future episodes of Kentwood. Wood.
In that episode of Kentwood, Professor Eldridge Kentwood was Jacob Thompson, Dr. Daniel Sebega was Charles Berman, Roy Grackle was Jordan Randall, political scientist was Evan Fleury, economist was Phil Westcott, Dr. Leonidas Green was Dan Davis, Doug Melligan was Daniel Schwartz, and Maggie Greenbow was Julia Adams. Hello and welcome to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin and you're listening to WHRW Binghamton. On September 29th, 1930, filming begins on the classic horror film Dracula starring Bela Lugosi. Lugosi scored a great stage success playing the title role in the play Dracula. Excuse me, Mr. Director. Yeah, what? I have received call from co-producer in Italy. Wants us to create version of film for Mussolini. That also inculcates racial purity. What do you say? I say, what's inculcate mean? It's a sort of word you find only in learned English books for Romanians. I'm not sure. That's a tough decision. Normally, I'm all in favor of getting more money from Italians. But I think just this time, we shouldn't go for it. After all, genocide is never right. But they have not committed genocide yet. Yet being the operative word here. Good point. And it was that fateful decision that gave us the amazing film Dracula, well known for not containing genocide. This is WHRW Binghamton with This Day in History. But listen to the sound of my voice. I'm not done yet. This is Rory Sinjin on Cast and Wax with Where Are They Now in History? And there's a lot more to know about this Bela Lugosi fellow. He didn't actually learn his lesson, unfortunately, from being in the Dracula movie with the famous non-genocide message. So, in fact, when he got out of that film, he did accidentally, to be fair, commit genocide. He was misguided about the whole thing, and he did commit a, a heinous act of genocide. And unfortunately for him, people did find out about it, and they did arrest him and put him in jail. It was a very harrowing experience for him. He was in jail for about a month or so, give or take. And when he got out, um, he figured, well, I'll just go right back to acting. It shouldn't be a problem. You know, I've done such a good performance as Dracula. And unfortunately, uh, he found that all the studios had fired him. And so he thought, well, at least my general life is going all right. But in fact, it wasn't because all of his friends turned on him somewhat and had left him behind and thought, well, if you're the type of person who can commit genocide like that so casually, then perhaps we are not as good of a person as we thought. And you see, basically, when he got out of jail, his life was in shambles. And uh, this was unfortunate for Mr. Bella Lugosi. So this is this is why you should never commit genocide or, or even really be in favor of genocide or, you know, stand by while genocide happens. Uh, this is Rory Sinjin on Cast and Wax with Where Are They Now in History? Thank you. Anton and the Talking Potato A play in three scenes about Anton and a talking potato by Charles Berman and Pete Bowers. Hi-ho, the Dario, the farmer in the Plantagenet Street Community Co-op Garden. That totally doesn't fit. That's the joke. The farmer takes a carrot, the farmer takes a carrot. Hi-ho, the Dario, the farmer in the Plantagenet Street Community Co-op Garden. Is, is that the joke again? You know, just because you say a joke twice doesn't make it twice as funny. Go to hell. I'm not singing for you. I'm singing for me. I'm enjoying myself. Well, at least somebody's enjoying yourself. All right. Hey, where? Get back here. Hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, dig a little bit more to your left. 
Oh, all right. All right, who is this? This isn't funny. Well, circumstances being what they are, I can't really show you myself at the moment. Is this the voice of God or something? Um, sure. Whatever you think. And the voice of God is telling you to dig a little bit to the left. Uh, uh, yes, Lord. Uh, uh, Master? Should I call you Master? No, no, no. And don't dig there. Dig to the left to where you were digging before. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, God. Uh, how about God? Can I call you God? If you want to? It's not really necessary. Okay. Rock. Root. Potato. Ah! A uh, god? Okay. All right. I'm I'm not god. I'm a potato. What? Do I really have to repeat that? So that means I threw you over there. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Aha! Whoa, 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 hold it, hold it. Cool your jet, Sparky. I'm kind of afraid of heights, dude. You're a talking potato? Yeah, you've uh, pretty much summed up what you know about me. This is incredible. If you'd say so. No, it doesn't matter if I say so. This is incredible. I can make so much money charging people to come see you. Huh. Well, that would be boring. They'd just be looking at a potato. But you talk. Have I said anything interesting yet? Look, as a potato, I don't think you appreciate how interesting it is for a human to see a potato talk. And you're not actually seeing me talk. I don't have lips or a mouth. Are you calling me crazy? I'm not the one talking to a potato. Listen, I'm telling you, people will pay to see this. Why bother? Why not just get the money directly instead of making people give you their money? What? What do you... Like how? I'm a talking potato. I grant wishes. I've never heard of a talking potato that grants wishes. And how many talking potato stories have you heard? Let me think. Okay, spoiler, it's zero. Aw, I would have gotten it. So, I get three wishes? Uh, if you want three. Well, how many can I get? As many as I can grant. Is this one of those you-can't-ask-for-more-wishes things? No. Why the hell wouldn't you be able to wish for more wishes? I don't know. It's a rule or something. Who else ever granted you magic wishes? Nobody. And nobody stupid enough to make a rule like that gets to grant magic wishes. Really? Yeah, it's like a rule or something. Okay. I wish for a yo-yo. Poof. There you go. (laughs) Wow. This is just like the yo-yo I brought with me. Yeah. You know, you should probably wish to not be such an idiot. Okay, I wish not to be such an idiot. Poof. Cool. (laughs) Uh, what's so funny? I totally just got that joke I heard this morning. (laughs) You wouldn't actually wish to be uh, smart, would you? Didn't I just do that? Okay, um, before we do any more of these, you should really put some thought into what you wish for, all right? All right. My much less idiotic brain tells me that you make sense. Well, you're half right. What half? The top half. Listen, I've been granting wishes for the past five or six minutes now, so I think I know a thing or two about wishing. Okay. Aren't you going to tell me? Oh, 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 you want me to tell you? Yes. 
Okay. So, tell me already. Tell you what? What you've learned about wishing. Oh, 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 okay. Well? Oh, what? You mean now? Well, what do you think I meant? Ah! Thing number one that I've learned about wishes. You have to be specific. Like with what? Well, just in general. For instance, you could say you wanted to find a girl, and I could make you dig up the body of a dead six-year-old girl, if I was a dick. But you're a potato. Okay. Uh, let me try another one. Uh, say you wish for an unending supply of beer. I can make the world flooded with beer, and then you drowned, if I felt like drowning everybody that day. What you say is, I wish a beer would appear in my hand anytime I want it to, in a glass. Of course, I could make a 12-ton glass of beer appear in your hand, and it would squish you, but, you know, let's be reasonable. Wow, man. This is way harder than I thought it would be. So you thought about this before? No. Why do you ask? You know what? You're right. This is going to be much harder than you thought it was going to be. Okay. I want a hundred million dollars. <sighs> All right. You asked for it. Poof. Delivery. Delivery for some stupid guy. Are you some stupid guy? What the hell? Why are you calling me stupid? Delivery. Here's a hundred million Monopoly dollars. Hey man, I wished for a hundred million dollars in real money. See, this is what I'm telling you. You gotta get the details right. Poof, here's a hundred million Zimbabwe dollars. Worth about a penny. Jeez, what can I get with this? I, I don't know. Half a Tic Tac? Or two fifty million Zimbabwe dollar bills? Great. Alright, pay attention. What you need to do is wish for a hundred million real American dollars now. In your own bank account, tax-free from a legal source in a bank that isn't about to close or burn down uh, that nobody else has any legal obligation to without the U.S. dollar immediately entering a period of hyperinflation and without quotation marks around the word dollars and with no stupid tricks or, 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 or smart tricks. You think that covers everything? Uh, yeah, that's about everything. Okay, I wish for what you just said. Hey, guess you're not as much of an idiot as I thought you were. <clears throat> Poof. So, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I'm rich? You're rich. Cool. Now I wish I could find a girl. So, do you grant wishes for other people or just Anton? Uh, just Anton. Uh, why? What would you wish for? I should tell you if I'm never gonna get my wish. Come on, go for it. It'll be fun. Like a, you know, what if kind of thing. You seem pretty sure I wouldn't get it. I mean, you might get it through some other means. Like, not directly magic potato related? Well, I suppose. Okay. Alright. As long as you don't tell Anton. Uh, look, if he wishes for me to tell him. Other than that, if you promise, I'll tell you. Alright, alright. Uh, as long as we know how things stand. I wish I had someone to talk to. Ever. Other than Anton. He's great, but sometimes I feel like my whole function in life is just to fit into his life somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like I... What did you say? Wait, hold on. I'm not trying to belittle you or anything, but in all reality, your function is to fit into his life somehow. I mean, he wished for you. You mean, are you saying I'm somehow not real? Well, now, hang on, hang on. You are. 
I mean, he wished for you, and then poof, you were real. I mean, technically, it's kind of the same as anybody else Wait, on the planet. Wait, but I have memories. I remember growing up, my whole life up until now, I have things I've owned for years. My first baby tooth, my old stuffed bear, my first dress, my when I meet a man like Anton Journal from third grade. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Magic is weird, right? I mean, I do it all the time, and I can't explain it. You think you would have wished for a girl with no memories or past? Well, he did do that a couple of times, but he had to throw those out and get more specific. You know, he's not so good at that. Yeah, I've heard him try. It seems like you're the one that lays everything out, and then he wishes for whatever you say. Yeah, I, I gotta stop doing that. So, right now, while he's off with his friends playing polo on his yacht, I'm supposed to be... Anything you want. He didn't wish anything particular for you to be doing while he wasn't around. And I didn't think I might want to have friends or a job or a life. No, I, I, I don't think that crossed his mind. Asshat. Uh, you know, I'm not really so sure he means to be such an asshat. What do you mean? Well, I've come to know him over the past few weeks, and, you know, I hate to say it, but he's just not that bright. And he's a little bit self-centered. Not gonna argue with you there. So, if he's a jerk to you, don't take it personally. I really don't think it's intentional. Even when you unintentionally run over someone with your car, you still hit them. Oh, harsh. I have a point, right? You don't think I'm as dim as Anton is, do you? Oh, oh, not even close. I could take that two ways, you know? How do you know? Well, it's pretty obvious. And if we're really getting down to it, uh, I kind of made you out of thin air, and I didn't make you stupid. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so do I. Julifer! Julifer! Hey, ready for some sex? Oh, Anton, you're so romantic. You know it. And I didn't even need to wish to be romantic. That's all me. No potato. Great. Yeah, and I'm not taking credit for that either. All right, go on upstairs. Really, Anton? Okay, I wish you would go upstairs. Are you really going to do this? Yeah. Poof. What's going on? Well, you didn't wish for her to go upstairs now. <laughs> awesome. Potato! Or say how many stairs she should go up, or which flight of stairs, or not to go right back down again. Seriously? You know what the hell I'm talking about. If you're going to use your wishes for sex slavery, I'm not going to make it extra easy. We're going to have to talk about this sex slavery thing. Upstairs. After the sex slavery, I guess. So how's it going, old spuddy? You know... I told you I don't like the potato puns. Don't let them... Don't let them get under your skin. Yeah, that's that's the kind I don't like. Or should I fry again? Man, what are you in such a bad mood for? Listen, um... You're sort of becoming a jerk. No, I'm not. Yes, yes you are. And don't argue about it, because it's an indisputable fact. Well... Maybe that's what happens when you become rich and powerful and you have women and everything. You become a jerk. No, if you're a jerk already and then get all that stuff, you apparently become a bigger jerk. Since when do wish-granting potatoes get to tell me how to act? Would you, would you say that since we've met, I've been helpful to you? You know, giving you good advice, that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, then here it is. I'm kind of hoping that when I'm gone... That I'll have left behind a better person. What do you mean, when you're gone? Uh, well... You're not going anywhere, are you? You don't have any legs. Um, but you are magic. 
Hmm. Anton, I'm just a potato, and you haven't been keeping me in a cool, dark environment or anything. What are you talking about? Look at this huge house. It doesn't get any cooler than this. <laughs> As always, you're missing the point. Nothing lasts forever, Anton. Not even perishable food items. What are you saying? I'm I'm starting to go bad. Spoil? D- turn rotten? Phew. What a relief. <laughs> I was starting to think I was. Oh, 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 oh Anton. <laughs> to talk about something. What? I haven't really been happy here for a while. What the hell? I didn't wish for a girl who would complain about being unhappy at me. In fact, I didn't wish for a girlfriend who would complain about anything. Period. Yet here I am. Yeah, what's up with that anyway? That's just it, Anton. You don't seem to recognize me as a real person. You just think I'm here to be an answer to your wishes. Well, yeah, you are. I was, but not anymore. What are you talking about? Wait, 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 no. I wish I knew what you were talking about. Anton, I've been seeing the magic potato. Yeah, I've seen him all over the house. I can never remember where I leave him. No, I've been seeing him romantically. Having an affair with him. The potato understands a lot more than you do, Anton. We connect on a level that you and I have never been able to. But, but... He's a potato! What could you possibly see in a potato? It was something in his eyes, Anton. I just looked into them, and I knew that it was more than just a potato. What? You mean like a side dish? Like he could talk, for one thing. Well, yeah, most potatoes can't do that. So, how do you even... Goodbye, Anton. Wait! What? You're leaving? I have to go through all those stupid, tiny, intricate details and all that trouble getting it right when I wish for another girl just because you have some kind of potato fetish or something? Yep. Damn it! Potato! Potato! (coughs) Oh, coming! Okay, first of all, this whole wish is your fault. If you weren't sleeping with Julifer, she wouldn't have developed consciousness or her own needs or whatever. And I would never need to wish for another girl. Now, I want another girl who is not a transgender girl and is human-sized. Okay, point one, we haven't been doing a whole lot of sleeping. Ew. And point two, if you had treated Julifer with a little understanding, if you had given her even a shred of dignity... If you had let her meet some humans other than you, she wouldn't have wanted to sleep with a potato. This is like more work than a pet. And point three, you can stop your wish right there because I can't do it for you. What? You heard me, Anton. When's the last time you didn't grant me a wish? That would mean I would have to try to keep her here. And she likes to sleep with vegetables. And I'm not into that. A potato. A magic talking potato. Not just any vegetable. Do you think I would sleep with a cucumber or a carrot? Well, it would make more sense to me. Potato, I am telling you, you better... (coughs) I just... I mean, I I just can't, Anton. He's riding Anton. Look at him. Smell him. No potato lasts forever. I don't think he'll even be good enough to talk for very long. Oh, she's right, Anton. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. 
Hot potatoes rot. Those that aren't eaten are frozen anyway, which I wasn't. Oh, you just need a bath. No, Anton, I know vegetable decay when I fall victim to it. No more wishes. That part of me is spoiled. I hope I hope you're satisfied. You know, you could have wished to fix the environment, or for an end to disease and famine, or for potatoes not to decay naturally. Are you serious? That would have worked? Yeah. Man, this sucks. Why does this stuff always happen to me? You bastard. Potato's the best thing that could have ever happened to you, but you never appreciated him. You're just losing a vegetable. I'm losing the only person, or thing, or one I ever loved. And Potato is losing his own life. That's why I'm leaving, Anton. There's nothing here for me now. Potato is more of a man than you ever could be. And unlike you, he's a good man. <laughs> Shucks, Juliver. He used his magical wish-granting ability to create and to heal. You just used your wishes for... Well, mainly for not knowing how to phrase things correctly. You could have made this world a paradise for everyone. Everyone! But who cares about that, Anton? You got your money. You've were one of the most famous people alive. You've had more sex in the past month than most people have in their whole lives. And what will you have to show for it? Loneliness, death, despair. Thanks, Anton. Thanks a whole f***ing hell of a lot. Um, you're welcome? Um, Juliper, before you go, just one last kiss. Goodbye, Potato. You were my wish come true. Well, this sucks. You know, I warned you about this weeks ago. Huh. And somehow that doesn't change the level of suckiness. <coughs> Good goodbye, Anton. What? Potato? Potato? So now I spent all the money, I lost the house, I lost the yacht. I can't get a girl to save my life. Wow. Great. That'll be 1758, please. And nobody cares who I am or what I have to say anymore. Well, I care. Who are you? <laughs> Look in your grocery bag and see. There you go, a little bit deeper. No, that, that's a Twinkie. Yay, you found me. I am the talking, wish-granting tomato you just bought. Here to make your every wish and desire come true. Oh, no. No way. Hell no. In Anton and the Talking Potato, the announcer was Charles Berman, Anton was Jordan Randall, the Talking Potato was Pete Bowers, the delivery man was Paul Goldschmidt, Julifer was Paulina Holubowska, and the cashier was Cheryl Casey. Well, who, t- who played the tomato? Shh. Jimmy in the Future by Cheryl Casey. Episode 4. Jimmy in the Homosexual 80s.
is it way too far? This isn't 156 years ago. What year is this? In the last episode of Jimmy in the Future, Jimmy went into the future and Hank was gone. William Harvey Blydell, I swear on everything that if you don't start using that underfed mass rattling around in your skull that I will go all irradiated apocalyptic zombie and eat you! Sheesh, who would have expected the dial to be so touchy? Obviously not you. This isn't my home. I don't recognize anybody. You lied to me. Jimmy, Margot, this is an easy fix. All we have to do is just turn the dial no, back. No, I'm sick of this. You two are crazy. I'm finding a police station and I'm going to get back home on my own. And now he's running again. How can you find your home? You're not even born yet! I'm not listening. What a snot face. We really should go get him before something happens. Yeah, you're probably right. Just don't touch anything or say anything to anyone else until we do, alright? Fine. Fine. I'm serious. We have to get Hank back, and maybe our just being here has irrevocably messed that up. I think you worry too much. Oh, there's Jimmy. Why the sad face, wayward friend? This has to be some kind of joke. You two are just messing with me and ha-ha, real funny. But I'm done. You hear me? I'm done! Is that a... Look at this newspaper! Yeah, there's a sale at Lemons. The year, you... you flaming butt rag! There's no reason to get so testy. Well, I can't believe you brought us this far back in time. Huh? Get out! You can't possibly be in... The homosexual 80s? The what... Ancient history, Jimmy. A golden age of prosperity and art. The homosex... Do you two even know what that word means? A swing in good time, I guess. It was some sort of cultural revolution. This is really happening, isn't it? Sure is, kiddo. Oh, jeez. Can we just turn the dial back and try to find our way to Jimmy's era? Hot dog! Come get a piping fresh dog! Dogs? Absolutely not. But they're even less extinct in this time period than Jimmy's. I could eat one, Margo. I could eat an extinct delicacy. Everyone back home would be jealous. Everyone back home may not exist because of this. Serve me up a dog, sir. He knows they're not really made out of dogs, right? Doesn't he get that we're messing up at... Really? Yeah. Huh. Look, look, look. This stuff is kraut, and it's sour, and it's in a bun that's made of bread that's white and soft. What exactly have you been eating if he's excited about white bread? A lot of stew? With plenty of supplements to fend off rickets. That sounds a lot like... Okay, I'll bite. Let's pretend you're really from the future. Sure. If it's really so bad with extinct dogs and stew, why would you want to go back to your time if you could escape it? We're not trying to escape it, we're trying to improve it. But why me? Why did you take me? In our timeline, you're a famous politician who detonates a bomb that nearly wipes out all life on the planet. I what? No way! A politician? I'm having enough trouble passing my economics class as it is. I'm not going to be a politician. I don't know. You set off a bomb and then it kills you and 75% of the Earth's population. And then we eat stew. But now you're taking me back? Somehow, what we did made it so that my boyfriend was never born. I won't forgive myself if we can't get Hank to exist. So... You want to take me back to my own time? Yeah, we can fix the time stream and start over. You want to take me back so that I can kill myself? I I hadn't thought about it that way. And why wouldn't you? Oh, I know we kidnapped you, you know, but we're going to drop you off now so that you can just kill yourself. Some needle dick goat cheese who wanted to kill you in the first place can re-exist. That's cool, right? That's just dandy, isn't it? Well... There's no need to be so harsh about it, Jimmy. 
Harsh? I'm not gonna eat a bomb just so your jerky boyfriend can be born. Look, we just need to get you back to your time period first, and then we can figure out what to do next. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Let's go back to your time period, Jimmy. Put her in this stylist jacket with a bullseye on it, Jimmy. Hold this bomb, Jimmy. Jimmy! Push the red button, Jimmy! Will, can you just... Will? You can't kill me. I won't do it. I won't... Shut up! Did you see Will leave? What? No, you can't get him to team up on me with. No, you idiot. He's the one with the time machine. Where is he? Next time, Jimmy in The Importance of Being Earnest. In that episode of Jimmy in the Future, Hank was Charles Berman, Margot was Cheryl Casey, Will was Greg D'Angelo, James Augustus Adler was Ed Jones, and the hot dog seller was Jacob Thompson. Thank you, Alien Rory. I mean, thank you, Rory. Thank you, Rory. Yes, no problem at all. It's good to know who was in that episode of that show and all of those shows. Speaking of Rory, Rory... I mean, I can't help but feel a little guilty now. Uh, well, uh, why? Because you just did that. We just played that episode of This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History saying don't commit genocide. And we just committed genocide. Like, we just finished. We just finished. And then you put on a thing going, genocide is never right. We just did it. I mean, first of all, couldn't you have played it earlier? Second of all, do you have to play it at all? Like, one or the other. You know what I mean? Either play it before we finish the genocide so we can go, oh, hold on. Or don't play it at all. Because we're already committed to the principles of genocide. Well, I mean, in my defense, those were recorded, you know, long before I was myself complicit in any genocides. Uh, I thought at the time that no genocides could possibly be good. It turns out I have learned... I mean, it's it's, it's like the 99% thing you said earlier. In what way? Well, 99% of genocides are bad. In the course of history, all the genocides that I know of... And of course, you know, as an extra historian, all the genocides I know of across all realities, you know, 99% of them are bad. However, there is this 1%, the type that we've done, in which the, the people being killed are killed. I mean, to be fair, they died. Rory is dead. But there is a person left over afterwards who believes so strongly that he is that person that it's almost as if that person still existed. It's not... But it's almost as if... So it's a kind of genocide where the illusion of it being all right is is very dominant. And so is it in fact all right? Is there a difference between things being okay and the illusion of things being okay? And in fact, an entire race of people, our race, the alien race, is happy and is well off as a result. Whereas before, you know, before the genocide, we had the the Earth people who were fine and the aliens who were unhappy. And now we have... Aliens who are happy, who believe themselves to be Earth people who are fine. It's almost as if both, we get the best of both worlds. I mean, that's that's really kind of equivocating in many ways. Yes, but I'd say it's, it is as though we get, at the very least, it seems like it should be d- neutral. Because we went from one group of unhappy people and one group of happy people to one group of very happy people and one group of people who are not unhappy because they are dead. So they can no longer be unhappy. But you know, you know what I'm saying? It seems like at the very least it should be a a morality neutral genocide, uh, if not considered good and beneficial. I guess. Uh, I mean, all right. I, I, I suppose. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. So anyway, um, let's see. We didn't do any special shows. Uh, special like new. Uh, one of our our ongoing serials or whatnot uh, for the the podcast this week, but we'd like to start doing them again coming up. Um, so that would mean Frank doing uh, either a Frank Allen interview 
or or maybe doing a a frank advice remember those you used to do those oh yeah no those were a lot of fun i i would love to go do some more frank advice again or a frank allen interview i mean i did one uh two weeks ago yes with me yes yes i mean it was not it was not your typical episode because it didn't end in the typical way so i don't think it got archived with the other ones oh no no but uh but yeah it would be good to do either a frank allen interview or a frank advice that would be pretty awesome and of course we would love to have scape do some more scapey stories scape you never finished the uh the uh detective uh dupin stories oh yeah right i'll be happy to do that that'd be a lot of fun so maybe maybe you can finish those yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh rory you um well what what do you do? I, I don't even remember. Do you have a segment? Well, I mean, yeah, I have the extra historical segments. I have the this day in history and where are they now in history? Yeah, but I mean, we've no. I don't know if people have noticed. We've since we still release episodes on Monday, and we've been doing this for podcast for so long. Um, we're we're back around to the point where you don't need to do new where are they now in histories. We're playing old ones again because. That's just how it is. Yes, that's true. Well, okay, well then in that case, um, why don't we have people write in to me at castedwax at gmail.com with problems that they've got. You know, again, uh, not for me to solve those problems and not for me to tell you what to do about those problems, but for me to do extra history now, extra historical readings for you uh, to tell you about how they could be worse and to hopefully make you feel better about how things are going for you. So please write in to us at castinwax at gmail.com. You know, say that you'd like an extra historical reading, say you'd want to be on Extra History Now, and I will be happy to freely, at no cost, because I've got quite a bit of money. I mean, of course, you can always have more money, but for the podcast, I will at, at no cost to you Give you an extra historical read. Very generous of you. Very generous of you. So hopefully all three of you will be able to do new segments uh, in the upcoming future. And speaking of sending us email at castinwax at gmail.com, it's been so long since uh, the show has been coming out on a regular basis that I'm sure everybody has forgotten. Here's how it works. You write into us at castinwax at gmail.com, and I can almost 100% guarantee we will read your letter. Nearly 100%. Again, it's like that 99% thing. Because seriously, we don't get nearly enough letters. So, send us letters. And you know what? Here's an insider tip. Guys, don't listen. Frank, plug your ears. <sighs> All right. Rory, plug your ears. Fine. Escape. Stop paying attention to I, me. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Listen, guys. Here's the inside tip. I'm being straight with you now. If you write into us at castandwax at gmail.com, you can say almost anything. And we will allow you the luxury of helping to shape our reality, if you understand what I mean. Okay, back to back. Take your ears out. Take your ears out. Okay, so write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. Write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. Hey, guess what? What? We actually got some emails. It's pretty nutty. Emails and maybe uh, snail mails. Uh, at any rate, here's what we got. Uh, here's one. Dear podcast makers, I'm sorry if this letter is delayed. I'm not sure if the post office is still working since the aliens recently invaded. But I noticed you are short of equipment based on what you are saying. I know that as a humble manufacturer of high-technology fart odor elimination spray, there is probably little I can do to help with the podcast. But do you need an extra eighth-inch audio table? Let me know, Matt Pivo. Thank you very much for writing in, Matt. And uh, first of all, to deal with you, the post office is now working because of the alien invasion. Let me just put that out there. It wasn't working. Now it is working because the aliens took over and we make everything run correctly. That's what we do. You're welcome. Um, so the mail got here. Uh, you know, 
It's, it's, it's funny that you say that because I died because of a fart. Now, that's not a fair assessment. That is not a fair assessment. I don't know why you're taking it so personally. I mean, it's, it was human Frank that did that. Yeah, but not, again, 99% and I still fart, you know, like life is still real and I still eat things and I really still get digested and gas still happens and it shoots out my butt. Okay, well, in that case, I, I was going to say we don't need your help, but he's saying he's still going to keep farting at us. So we do need your fart elimination spray if you can help us. With That's that. not what I was saying. Oh, come on. I mean, it's true. I'm sitting very close to him and I, I think we could use Ugh, it. Guys, you know, you know, you're throwing me under the fart bus. Everybody here farts. Every single person here farts. I don't fart. Yes, you do. I'm sure cats fart. I don't, yeah, I mean, I've never heard a cat fart, but I'm sure a cat farts. Well, we have people we could ask uh, who have paid a lot of attention to Escape's butthole, so. Dad, don't talk about that. Oh, you hear that, guys? He called me dad. Oh, yes. Come on, you are my dad. So, don't talk about my butthole. Don't talk about when I was kidnapped. Okay, all right, all right. Um. At any rate, uh, thank you on the the eighth inch audio table. Though we're, we're good, actually, we're back in the studio. We've got all the equipment we need. Uh, but the fart smell stuff that actually sounds quite effective. So let's let's take that. Um, here here's another one, Frank. You want to read this email for us? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, dear, oh goodness gracious, dear Rory Sinchon. Okay, now first let me uh, before I continue with the letter, let me uh, elaborate on how that was spelled. Uh, Rory R O A R Y Sinchon. S-I-N-C-H-O-N. Okay, then, obviously, this letter's not for me, so... Well, I mean, let's be fair. No, that's not my name, so I'm seriously... I don't yeah, but that's what it... Okay, but that's what it sounds like. So, dear Rory Sinjin, uh, slave, where are my sardines? I demand back my sardines, or I will make war on you with all the forces of the underworld. I heard your show. Those were destined for me, H.M. King of the Underworld. I guess H.M. is His Majesty. I'm going to guess it's His Majesty. Well, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, first of all, I think it's clear that letter's not for me. I think it's clear it's for you. Yeah, Rory, come on. No, if anyone who knows me, anyone who listens to this show especially, knows that my name is Rory. Okay, perhaps we don't talk much about how to spell Rory. I'll give him that. R-O-R-Y. But my name, Sindrin, is spelled St. John. Well, and even that is deceptive, because it's not spelled St. John. It's spelled S-T period. Yes, well, so... You know, it's ST period space John. Street John is really more. No, it's not Street John. It's St. John. And it's not even St. John. It's Sinjin. So anyone who listens to this podcast knows that my name is Rory Sinjin, spelled St. John, spelled Street John, if you will. The point is Rory Sinjin, not Rory Sinjin. Okay, I think, again, that's a bit... It doesn't matter because then you're referring to the sardine story that I made up. It was not true. Well, that's that, that's accurate. You did make it up, but... You know, by your own logic, Rory, in another world. <laughs> oh, yes. In another world, there was a, a king of the underworld who wanted those sardines. Yeah, well, but yes, I mean, yes, you're right, but it's not this world, and therefore, everything is fine. Uh, right, but there is another world where a, a king of the underworld wanted your sardines, as in you from this world. It, well, you know, here's the thing. Then once you start talking about things crossing from dimension to dimension, from reality to reality, you, you enter... Uh, you know, a sort of meta-extra history where there are other multiverses other than this multiverse. So I could say, yes, there is a world where there is a king of the underworld who wants, who has made a deal with me from this world. 
uh, and 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 I'm from this world and meant to give him sardines. But since that didn't happen in this world of this world, that means there is another world of this world. Meaning there is another multiverse in which this world exists, and in that multiverse, that world exists in such a way that it interacts with another world of that multiverse where this king of the underworld is from. Uh, okay, I think I, okay, I think I follow all that, but I, I mean, the point is this guy wants his sardines. Yes, well, and in addition, it was, you know, that was, um, human Rory made that. Oh, uh, 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 99% rule, 99% rule. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't work. I didn't make up this 99% rule. You know, this is your, this is your thing. I mean, obviously, I'm comfortable taking on the identity of another person. It's something I've done multiple times in my life. But, yeah, I was going to say. But I didn't make this deal. I didn't think I should be beholden to this deal. Mr. King of the Underworld, you know, if you want some... I mean, listen, how many sardines do you need? I, I can give you some. I've got lots of money. I can buy you some sardines. The stores have them. You know, it's easy to get them at this point. You just walk in and say, sardines, please. They give them to That's you. That's not how supermarkets work. You have to actually go to the section and pick them up yourself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, fine. I suppose that works as well. The point is, it's not that hard to get sardines at this point. Well, all right, all right. Well, you know, there we are. Maybe it's not that hard to get sardines, but we'll see how he feels about it. Uh, we've got one more letter. Uh, Rory, why don't you read this one? Fine. Uh, the title of this letter is Scapey Stories, Please Anyone. Um, and it says, If the aliens don't intercept this email and it ever makes its way to you, could you please do a scapey story of Prometheus? This is my dying request. Sincerely, an anonymous fan. Oh, scape, you've got a fan. Well, not really, he's dead. Oh, good point. All right, well, you had a fan. That's a, that's a good point. A dying request for us to do an episode of a show is kind of silly, isn't it? Because you're not going to hear it. Yeah, but Jordan, I mean, culturally, there's this thing of someone's dying request you have to honor. Yeah, but they'll never know if you do. So why, I mean, like, who cares? Well, yeah, technically, no one will know. I mean, well, someone, I'll know, for example, and Rory will know, and we'll judge you harshly for, for it. For ignoring a dying man's request? Yes, Jordan, that, that's what we would judge you for. That That is traditionally thought of as a negative thing, ignoring a dying man's request. But he'll never, do you not get this whole thing of once he's dead, it's too late, like he'll never find out? Like, not only will he not find out that I didn't do it, which would make him sad, but he won't find out if I do do it. Which would have made him happy if he were alive, but he won't get to enjoy the thing he's asking for because he's dead. It doesn't, look, it doesn't matter. Just do it. It's a dying request. Ugh, come on, that's not fair. This is how dying requests work. Well, I'm sure that, like, when human Jordan was dying, he was probably like, oh, my dying request is that you not take over the world. Well, did he say it? <sighs> no, he didn't say it. He just, but, like, that's, I'm, like, he was... Somewhere in his mind, he was thinking, like, this sucks. That's that's saying this sucks is different from actually putting the... You have to actually... You heard the you heard the potato. You have to be specific. You have to put the actual words together. <sighs> that's fine. Fine, 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 fine. So, here's the thing. Scape, I want you to finish the Dupin thing. Yeah, I want to finish Dupin as well, so... Okay, so then what? we'll let you... F we'll, we'll do the, the, the final Dupin story, which I think is Purloin Letter. I don't know. I never read it. Right. Okay, well, I'll read that to you at some point, and we'll do that. And then after that, I will do the extremely unpleasant duty of rewatching Prometheus so that Scape can also watch it. Yeah, I never saw it. I know, Scape. 
I watched it when I was away one time, and it was terrible, so I don't want to watch it again. But you wrote for, for me, for me? Yes, well, I mean, no, apparently for a dead guy. Well, but with me, right? Yep, yep, with you. All right, then what should we do? And maybe you can make some sense out of it. Maybe it's better the second time. It was really dumb, Scape. Don't try to call you my opinion of it. I might, I might love it. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll love it. Um, well, that's fine. Anyway, fine, whoever you are, anonymous fan, at some point, I'll rewatch Prometheus so that Scape can explain it to someone else. Yay! I don't know why you're, you won't be excited when you actually see it. Oh, I probably will. I bet you'll love it. I bet you you won't. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie about aliens, but, you know, not the good kind. The kind from the movie Aliens? <laughs> That's a complicated question, and I don't... I meant the good kind meaning us. But it's about humans. Yeah, and, like, we're, like, we're like 99% humans. Okay. Anyway, anyway, okay, well, that's all the email we've got, but please write into us. Like I said, castinwax at gmail.com. Castinwax at gmail.com. Uh, until then... Uh, I, I don't know, man. Be frosty. Like the plan is to try to do another podcast in two weeks. So please listen to this. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like here's the thing. Like I said, being an alien is better, and the systems are better. That's why we're able to get back to this regular podcast thing. I think. But like I said, we're ninety nine percent the same as the old Jordan, and the old Jordan screwed up a lot. So hopefully, I as Alien Jordan will be able to do it much better than him, and will actually be able to do it every two weeks. That is the current plan. Will it work? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, uh, it's two weeks from now. Write to us at castandwax at gmail.com, and we will read your emails on the air, I promise. Uh, until then, have a great time. You're going to be left with a ukulele cover again, as always. Uh, Frank, it's been great having you on the show. It's my pleasure. In, in fact, uh, I just wish I had my own show, because that would have made being an alien even better. Sulk. Very sulky of you. Very uh, uh, pissy and moany. You're welcome. It wasn't a thank you. And Rory, uh, good to have you as well. It's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure. I do this for pleasure, not for profit, as you <laughs> probably could tell, because I didn't make any money off of it. But I do like it. It is it is enjoyable to be with you and my friends, you know, friends of mine. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And of course, Scape. You're a good boy? Yeah, I'm a good boy. That's good. What a good little boy. That's me. All right, everybody. Uh, until next time, uh, be seeing you. Fed up with your indigestion. Swallow worries one by one. Folks got high at a quarter to five. Don't you feel you're growing up undone? Nothing but the local DJ Said he had some songs to play What went down from this moving around Gave us hope and a brand new day Imagine all the girls <laughs> And the boys <laughs> And the strings <laughs> And the drums 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 Nothing but the girls, ha 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 and the boys, ha 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 and the strings, he 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 and the 
drums, the drums, the drums, the drums. Said the girls, ha 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 ha, and the boys, ha 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 ha, and the strings, <laughs> and the drums, 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 the drums.